0: And I told her, you know, I'm so sorry. Like, there's nothing else we can do for you. Like, we've cooked your
1: entree three different times, and this is just how it is. Hey, you're 86. I'm Justin Myers, and this is a show about how bartenders handle bad situations. Hello again. Hospitality is our number one job. It's literally the name of our industry. But it's often hard to be hospitable when you have other challenges going on in your life, customers are difficult, or you're simply exhausted from work. My guest today is Hubert Tang. He's been in the industry his entire life. Him and I worked together at High Treason, where we recorded this interview, and he's exceptionally good at staying positive and hospitable to customers, no matter what's going on. Let's get into it.
0: And every time I'm just like, that is insane. It's I really like, like that. Be so scared to move.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shall we? Yeah, so anyway, um that's, that's uh, I wanted to talk to you about being positive like while you're on the floor yeah. of your bar or restaurant. Um you and I work together and you're like one of the most positive people I've ever oh. worked with. Um so That's amazing. Thank I want to find out what's your secret. Uh so let's uh let's talk about when you arrive at work for your shift do, do you do anything to kind of get in the mood for work
0: yeah um you know uh definitely the the drive over to work is kind of like where it all starts I start kind of realizing that oh uh, you know what I'm gonna have to start work in a half an hour or so um but really though I think the most important thing to having a really good shift is actually being hospitable to your co-workers mm. um every time that I kind of come in I always check in on everybody ask them how their day was um uh, if there's anything I can like do for them if they're having a bad day or they kind of bring something in from outside of work and you know try to just make sure that everyone is okay because uh I feel like one of the overlooked things about hospitality is that you're not just looking after your guests, especially when you're in kind of like a lead server uh, managerial position. Um, You have to really take care of your team. Mm -hmm. And so when you make sure everyone of your team members is all right, or at least make sure that they know that they're being taken care of, that starts off a great shift for me.
1: Mm. So... What are some examples of uh when that's worked well?
0: Oh, you know, definitely
1: on like the the busy weekends, you know, like uh I
0: come in, the the wine bar's already like more than half full. Mm-hmm. And you can tell people are kinda like scrambling. So I come in, I check in on everybody, like, hey, how are you? And then again, whatever answer. And then I'm like, great. Well, now what can I do for you? Mm. <laughs> I think that's like a really important thing. It's like, it could be anything from getting one table water or setting glassware down. Something really simple that just buys time for your team members so that they can relax a little bit. When they realize that they're that they can be out of the weeds and then relax a little bit, you're just going to organically start to develop an environment where people are a little bit more relaxed they can start to unfurl their brow. They can de-stress a little bit now that, you know, a little support is on the floor. And then they can kind of, everyone else can kind of go back to how um, their normal demeanor is on the floor. When it, you know, like serving people, they just have a really wonderful smile. And I'm actually really lucky to work with everybody here who is genuinely, I think, a very good person deep down. And they love hospitality.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it seem, it's, it seems like... It works in your benefit as well. If you, you know, there's that phrase I like to say a lot: uh, "Rising tides raise all boats." So right. it's like, <laughs> you know, it's the it's like part of working on a team. You know, yeah. if the team if the team is working well together, um, absolutely, it's going to raise you up as well.
0: And and that's the thing, like you know, um, teamwork is something I feel is often overlooked because when you work with so many people little things connect to to every other thing um, I like to do this thing where uh, I learned that's called buying seconds mm-hmm. and it's just again simple things that help out your other team members whether it be setting down um, a place setting silverware napkins, getting water for a table running their food um, opening bottles for them Mm-hmm. Anything that I can do for my team members so that they can have an easier service, I am always happy to help. And then, you know, when everyone's happy, I'm happy.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you see, when you do that, do you see that reciprocated from uh, your other team members? You know,
0: sometimes, like, it's definitely something that I would say is thought of only when it comes to maybe veteran captains or servers. Mm -hmm. Um, people who are maybe a little bit more newer to the industry don't really have that kind of concept where um, if something is done for them they kind of return it but for me it's just making sure that everyone in the dining room floor is taken care of so it's not just the guests you know whether they be regulars first-time comers or even the guests who sometimes give you a little pushback like everybody needs to be taken care of.
1: Mm -hmm. Let's talk about those guests that they give you a little pushback or sometimes they're straight up rude or uh, I know, challenging. Those are just the
0: worst sometimes. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. No, it's really tough because um, it's not even always that they're, you know, obviously there's times when when someone is misbehaving or, you know, I had an episode about kicking people out and like, you know, obviously people cross a line, but um, what do... uh? How do you maintain a positive attitude when maybe your guest isn't being that nice or is a little more challenging? I, I think any like everybody who
0: has ever worked in the in even just not even just like restaurant industry but customer service overall like knows oh, exactly yeah. what this topic is about and everyone's just gonna like um, like oh my god I can empathize so much. Um, you know, there's one thing that I really learned is just. Um, And this might be wrong, but (laughs) it's called, you know, I just fake it till I make it. (laughs) I like I wear like I wear the same smile and I really just try to put myself in a position to ask leading questions. Like, how can I better take care of you? And I kind of make them Mm -hmm. make the guest answer it. But, you know, there are just some times where, you know, you just got to learn to take the hit and kind of deal with it and roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's a guest who is giving you trouble. Um, for example, uh, many years ago, when I was a manager for another restaurant in San Francisco, I had uh, an incident with a guest who just nothing could please her. Didn't matter how many times we cooked the food, how much how much wine we gave her. I think that's that's <laughs> a story that you hear a lot. <laughs> you, you hear that a lot, you know. And sometimes, hey, you know what? Like maybe people are looking to get something for free or they genuinely just aren't satisfied, but you know, it's, it's our job to still be hospitable to somebody, even mm-hmm. when they're not being hospitable to you. Um, so what happened with this guest? Oh gosh. You know, I just told her, you know, there's, there's nothing that we could do for her. <laughs> Seriously. Like I, I poured her, like I gave her a free bottle of wine essentially like on, mm-hmm. like on the company. And I told her, you know, I'm so sorry. Like, there's nothing else we can do for you. Like, we've cooked your entree three different times, and this is just how it is. Um, You're more than welcome to order anything else, but other than that, I'm sorry. There's just nothing else we can do for you. And so basically, her and her partner were like, "Well, that's fine." (laughs) And then they, um, it it was it was very kind of harrowing experience because one, like, I was. This was within my first month of managing a very busy restaurant. Mm -hmm. And so obviously there's like nobody else who could help me. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, like I got, like, I got to troubleshoot this the, the best way that I can. And this is, you know, all these issues are like very time sensitive. And so like you, you don't want to make the guests wait too long to hear, to hear a response and you don't want to look like an idiot or you don't want to be somebody who just, gives away the house if, you know, just to uh, appease somebody, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's gotta be a, a firm line that you have to draw. And, you know, like I made it and it was, uh, I, I was like, I'm okay losing or losing a, um, a bottle of wine that caught co- maybe at cost was like $18. <laughs> so, really? so I was like, it's
1: like, cost of doing business.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, especially in San Francisco where, you know, I think the average, guest is a little bit more educated when it comes to dining out and Mm -hmm. um and and bibbing and things like that
1: so there's so it sounds like this is a time where it was just like like you said there wasn't anything else you could do there's Um, nothing you can do sometimes but you were able to maintain you know a a positive Mm -hmm. interaction to, to the best you could how did you how did you get through that you just have to smile.
0: (laughs) Like the, the the more, the more that you smile, the, the, I feel like even if you maybe not make the guest feel comfortable, you're kind of reassuring yourself Mm. that I'm doing the right thing here or the best. Yeah. You just have to make yourself believe that you are doing the best thing possible for um, yourself, the company and the guest at Mm. that point. And, you know, you just, you just kind of have to, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's really weird to just really convince yourself that I believe this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you kind of believe in that, um, you're going to get a little bit of respect from the guests, like, you know, that they just can't just demand things and you're just going to like, you know, like, Oh yes, I will give you everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, cause what I'm trying to establish is I'm trying to be reasonable.
1: Yeah. And I think, yeah, ultimately it's not good for the guest either. Yeah. if they're just being given all this stuff, you know? Yeah,
0: you know, it. I'm trying to be reasonable, and um, but I, overall, I still want to be fair, and at the end, I'll be all. I'm still there to provide a service. I'm there to be hospitable, and so I will take care of you the best way that I can, and I will, and I will do for you everything in my power to make sure that you have a good time, and if I feel that... I've tried everything and you know nothing's still working. It's just sometimes you just you have those days and you just put your <laughs> hands up and you're like, I'm sorry, I I really tried for you here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get those shifts where it's like uh it's like one of those work stress dreams where yeah. like it's just one thing after another. The ticket machine keeps spitting out tickets. Yeah. Gas keep falling. <laughs> falling. Things break and like it's like one thing just after another. How do you on days like that, or even days that are just really busy, where you just have a lot of interactions with mm-hmm. people? Is there anything you do throughout the day to help yourself like s- stay at that high level of hospitality? Yeah, I, I it's funny you say that. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. everybody
0: has definitely experienced that type of service where you know something is on fire, a rack of glasses have have dropped, and glass goes everywhere. You're already behind, you know, serving and busing multiple tables and now you have another mess to clean and your workload just keeps piling up and you just feel just completely crushed. Um, Certainly, I think that happens to anybody who works in customer service. And what I do is I just try and you just got to take a deep breath. You take a deep breath. And if you can, you gotta sneak a little drink. <laughs> <laughs> you you really do. Like sometimes, you know, so so I have a little cellar down, you know, down here at work. And you know, when I'm when I when I feel stressed, and I know everybody else feels stressed, I try to make it through that little hump. And then once things kinda settle down, I will immediately go into that cellar. I'll open up something I think, you know, that is delicious for everybody to taste and I'll kind of just reunite everybody and we can kind of come together and like focus on like one thing together Mm -hmm. and just make sure that, and then I use that time to kind of check in on everybody. Hey, like you good, you good, like everyone, like, what can I do for you? Again, kind of going back to Mm. um, what I do upon walking into the restaurant. Mm. So it's more of the ritual of it actually. Oh, totally. I think (laughs) is what's important. The, the, the ritual is that, you know, not only do I, attempt to make my coworkers feel good. But in doing so I make myself feel good and then I can continue that high level of service because now I have more to give the, the gas tank is filled up if you will.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So what about those times when there's something going on in your life, uh, that is really challenging, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's, it's really hard to be emotionally available mm-hmm. to anybody, you know, like, There's times when bad things happen, and you you just want to like hide in your room, but Mm -hmm. you still got to go to work, right? Because we have
0: responsibilities (laughs) as adults. We have to pay rent
1: and bills. Hide your head in the pillow and cry. Have you had a time where you had something bad happening in your life, but you were able to show up to work and get through it?
0: There's, honestly, there have been a um, a couple of times where I have had some really bad personal events. And I wasn't able to come into work. Um, A few examples. Last year, I uh, lost my grandfather and my uncle within a three-month span of each other. Mm. And it was really devastating. Um, I was very close to my my grandfather. Um, And, you know, aside from that, you know, personal struggles. You know, if you're in a relationship, especially a long-term relationship, like, sometimes you just have things that you go through Absolutely. and um, you just have to kind of prioritize like what's more important to you at, at that point, you know, whether it's like, can you miss work for a day? Some, yeah, some, you can, you know, some mm-hmm. people don't realize that, you know, even though like you have responsive, like your schedule to work, you have things that are a little bit more important than that. Um, so one definitely prioritize what's a little bit more important to you like that day of and then for me I try to compartmentalize like um, I try to keep my I try my best to keep my personal life separate from my work life you know we are professionals um, in this industry and you just have to you know check that stuff at the door you can't it's it's hard to be it's certainly it's, it's hard to be hospitable and friendly and, you know, all smiles and, and glitter and glamour when, you're, when you feel like shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: you're like, oh, I've got so many things going on in my life, but I have to pretend smile and I have to pretend to be nice and I have to continue giving when I have nothing to give. Totally. But, you know, when you realize that in being hospitable to your guests and your team members, you're making somebody else have a good time. You're making somebody else enjoy their day. So despite my personal struggles, um, I really try to put that on the back burner for the six or eight hours that I'm on shift. And I just do my best to make sure that my guests don't feel my drama and I really just try to make them feel that, that they're taken care of, that, that they have priority um,
1: in this particular moment. Mm. So. That's a tough thing to do. Um, I talk about being present a lot, but I think this is another example of being present. And it's so hard because these things feel so big yeah, totally. and it feels like we just need to think about them all the time. But if you if you step back a little bit and look at it, it's like, okay, if I don't think about that for the next... 8 hours like is that going to really change anything mm-hmm. you know and usually it's not like usually like it's still going to be there but you know you yeah. can um you can you can focus on your job for the next 8 hours and then go back to thinking about that afterwards right you and know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like clocking out uh i think one of the i like that nice things about working at a bar <laughs> is like you can clock out and then often you don't depending on what role you're in you don't have to think about it you know so you can you can clock out your personal life and clock in mm. to your job. It's it's true, you know, like um you uh what I've
0: what I've learned is that you have to make time for certain things. And when when you're working, you're working and when you're going about your 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 own time, you have to commit that time to that time. Like I, I know that there have been many times where say I've hung out with my girlfriend. And I've, um, I've incidentally or coincidentally just opened up my, my work email, like out of habit. Mm -hmm. And I've just started like going, like not only reading, but replying to work emails and just doing things that, that I don't need to do at that time, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's, and that applies for every, um, for every situation that you're in. Again, you just have to, it's, it's a lot of work, especially for someone like me to just really think about like you know, prioritizing certain things and thinking about what's important.
1: Mm. So when you're on the other side of that is like, um, when you're mentally distracted by something, it can be really hard, but when you're just physically exhausted, it's really hard to, again, be emotionally present and cheerful when you're just like when your body is just so drained it's hard for your mind to be and then sometimes you know you're just really busy and
0: you're just really busy and
1: that's kind of the nature of our job and it's something that we have to understand but you know our we have limits how how do you maintain a positive attitude like when you're just (laughs) like really tired
0: (laughs) yeah it, it that's that really is one of the the most difficult things and Um, For me, I really try to find that extra gear to shift into, Um, you know, like I much like many people in our in our hospitality industry work two jobs. Mm -hmm. I probably put in at least 65 hours of work a day uh, a week. And, you know, that that really once that kind of accumulates over time, like it does really kind of break you down a little bit. It's, It's a lot of work and it's a lot of physical labor, too. When, when I know I'm tired, you know, I try to do all these like little gimmicks to really kind of pet pep myself up, whether it be washing my face off with water, um, asking the barista or uh, or whoever, like, you know, like I need like a quad shot espresso like right now <laughs> or something, you know, like something gimmicky to really just kind of like boost you up and kind of get you going um, I think though I, I've been really lucky to not experience this kind of feeling very often but thinking back I've just really just tried to somehow get myself together whether it be yeah like you know splashing water on my face drinking um, a lot of water or even just sipping on uh, something that I really enjoy just kind of like reinvigorate myself. Um I think that answers the question.
1: Yeah, it sounds like another form of little rituals like um one of the one of the other episodes um we talked about well, it did an episode about mental health and we talked about the importance of these little rituals just to like kind of ground you and whether it's something that's going to like kick you up a notch or like take you down a notch. It's mm-hmm. like there's an intention behind it, you know
0: yeah and um yeah you know luckily you know i'm i'm still under 30 and i don't feel like too too physically tired all the time you'll get there
1: yeah i think so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know I, I actually said to myself i you know if i couldn't work two jobs now in my in my 20s i, I couldn't do it like later on hmm so So like now is really like the only time to to do it. And um, but certainly you just I think what's really important is that sometimes people don't realize that they need to ask for help or that Mm -hmm. they need to ask for a break. Mm -hmm. Um, People like myself that I've I've struggled with that um, for a very long time and I sometimes still do. I don't ask for a lot of help
1: and I'm just one of those people who kind of give and give and give. But. Um, I think a lot of us are like that. I think that's a big reason why a lot of us are in this industry. Yeah. It, just, it just feels good. But, yeah, yeah, we have to be honest with ourselves sometimes. Like, we do. And, like, um, you know,
0: like throughout this course of this talk that we're having, um, I've mentioned a lot about taking care of other people, hardly ever about taking care of, like, the self mm-hmm. or oneself.
1: So how let's, – let's talk about when you're when you're not at work, mm-hmm. th- those few hours a week when you're not yeah. <laughs> you're not at work. Um, what are some things you do to take care of yourself and and stay balanced? You mentioned the compartmentalization and being really present, mm-hmm. not at work. What are some other things that you do? Um, making time to, um,
0: you have to, like, make time to do things. Like, um, I used to just kind of do things without planning and just kind of get things done. But mm-hmm. it feels so much better for uh, for me personally when I schedule things now like i know my work is you know like 9 to 5 or 11 to 6 or 5 to midnight whatever like my like my work has a schedule like why does not why does my personal life not mm-hmm. and you know we all deserve you know time to ourselves and time to do things that we want i think that's really important for a um a strenuous work life balance
1: i um, think i yeah i think when you don't schedule things Outside of work, it's really easy to just like fall into doing more work related things or just not getting what you need. Yeah. And uh, so so things for me that I do, like I try to plan
0: dates with my partner. Um, I say, hey, you know, um, if I'm not making plans with her, then um, I'll try to do things on my own. You know, watch a movie that I've been meaning to watch for who knows, like maybe even a few years, Mm -hmm. uh, something, or could even be like a classic movie.
1: Like, um, um, and you'll actually put that on your calendar. Yeah. (laughs) That's (laughs) great. It's, um, it's, I mean,
0: like, like, it's not like an official calendar, but like in my mind, I have it planned out that, you know, like if, if, uh, if I, you know, like in, in my mind I have, I have time planned out to do certain things and that's kind of like my calendar and and that calendar can be different for for anybody who um who needs it but the most important thing is just planning time to like making time for yourself or just making time to do the things that you want to do whether that be reading a self-improvement book whether that be going out for a walk or doing laundry um trying that restaurant that you've wanting to go to but haven't made the time to go to yet yeah um you just gotta do things for yourself because you know when you're in this industry and you it's always about the guests and someone else not not you (laughs) uh it it gets really draining sometimes so you gotta as much as you take care of your guests you gotta take care of yourself too
1: Mm -hmm. i wanted to talk a little bit about it The interactions with people themselves, it's, like, so often we just have an entire shift of these kind of, like, emotionally inauthentic interactions with people. Mm. It's, like, it's kind of a show that we put on, you know, and there's very much a purpose mm. behind it. Um, so, it's almost, I've uh, talked about this before in other episodes, but there's, like, there's kind of this loneliness to it where you're, like, you're interacting with people... But it's at a certain level, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I feel like that that gets exhausting. Mm. Um, have you do you have ways of, of coping with that or what's your experience with that?
0: Hmm. I wonder, like, do you mean like um, the interaction is the same kind of a generic? Hey, how you doing? It's great to see you. You know, like, oh, like, what can I pour for you or what can I get for you? Is, is that the type of interaction that you're referring
1: yeah, to? Yeah, it's <laughs> just like, uh, you know, I mean, at, at this bar and in, in my other bar, we. We have a lot of great regulars um that that I see all the time, and you kind of build a relationship with your regulars, and then even with people that are out of town, sometimes like they're very interested in interacting with you, but mm-hmm. I feel like most of my guests are they're not there to talk to me they're there to talk with their friends and mm-hmm. have a drink um and so there's I feel like that's certainly the majority um and I feel like that can be draining. For a lot of people. Mm. Um, uh, you know what? The, I
0: feel, now I feel like this is a point of my life where I'm blessed to have a low emotional IQ. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's just never... I mean, huh? I've, that's never really, like, crossed my mind before. But um, huh, let me think about that. Um, you know, I think for me what kind of preempts that is, you know, like, it's my... Uh, I think about it professionally. It's, it's like um, it's my job to just be there for somebody. Like... I know that you may have well not come here for me. You're here to hang out with somebody or talk business with somebody like Mm -hmm. there, there were other purposes to your visiting um, than to see like one specific person that's like working there. But I, for, for me, I think that's like, that's, that's totally fine. In fact, I feel that also makes my interactions a lot easier. Like I know that Mm -hmm. I don't have to specifically give that much attention to, to one person. Um, And so I'm, I'm always happy to like my style of service is, um, be as hands off as I can be because, you know, like people leave reviews about, you know, servers who were like too attentive, like they didn't give you any time, like, like they're always hovering around you, made you feel watched or uncomfortable, um, things like that. And, you know, I, like, I used to read that a lot, um reviews in other places that i work i mean they weren't about me of course but <laughs> <laughs> sure um but it's just one of those things where like i kind of recognize and accept that you aren't you're here for other purposes and i'm just really kind of a a uh, vassal if you will to kind of help you have a better experience um achieving your, your purpose mm. um, but, you know, like there are times when, like like you said, we have regulars who, you know, we make their experience. And so even if their priority isn't to come here and see us, like they know that a bonus to them coming here is is us.
1: Yeah. They like coming here because yeah. they, they because like we we,
0: we do something for them, you know, like we um, we get their taste buds or um, like we have maybe like some things in common that we talk about. Um, I think just, yeah, just either. um, I think just really just the important thing is that they're there to be taken care of and we're there to provide a service. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I don't, I don't feel like lonely or like maybe um, like, my interactions aren't like meaningful. I, 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 tend to just blindly think that all my interactions have the, um, the amount of meaningfulness that my guests will want.
1: Mm. It's so it's just different levels of, uh,
0: of connection, yeah. different levels of interaction. For sure. Like, um. like there are going to be those guests who they don't even, they don't even look at the menu. <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll just shout out, you know, like I want a gin and tonic. And you're like, okay, you're, you're, you're definitely in the wrong place. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but then there are some guests who, you know, they'll come here, maybe, maybe not for you, but they come in looking for the things that you offer, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be an expensive wine by the glass or a particular producer. Something specific has driven them to come to your, to your work. And, you know, it's kind of our jobs as stewards to just provide what we can.
1: Mhm. Yeah. I wanted to go back to um we talked a lot about supporting your coworkers mm-hmm. and um taking care of each other. What about those times when someone is just not getting along with someone else? There's some conflict mm-hmm. between staff and maybe not even with you personally, but you know, it's like it's really uncomfortable when, the, when <laughs> you know when there's like Two people pissed off at each other. Oh yeah, and they're, or the chef's pissed off at a server, or like, you know that that's really hard to not show that to the guests. Do you have um, experience with that?
0: Uh, I I do. Um, I've had it like always, whether it be drama between me and someone else or uh, drama between two coworkers that I would like kind of mediate mm.
1: can you give an example of a, a specific time when you had to handle this
0: yeah you know um this was at a place um like two three years ago and these just these two people just they just couldn't see out of eye never got along they were mm-hmm. both wonderful people they just hated each other <laughs> and it was just it was really suffocating for everybody you know um you had to kind of like split them up, put them in different sections. They're both servers. Yes. Mm. And, um, they're working dynamic. Like if you barred the, if you barred their differences were wonderful, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they knew how to do their job, mm-hmm. but you know, I was in the middle of hearing, Oh, this person didn't do this right. Or that person didn't do that. right. Why is this person doing this? You know, it was all this like violent language going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, okay, this is a little much. We need to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they, in the end, both were very amicable about not wanting to talk about it. And so I was like, okay, so I guess this is just how it's, how it's going to be. Um, they agreed to kind of be respectful and not really get more into details of their life, you know, other than just work and immediate wants um, uh, in terms of service. Um, but it's really difficult sometimes when, like, you want to help. Like, you yeah. want you want your coworkers to get yeah, along. Yeah. I feel like a, a very important aspect to uh, work longevity is having um, coworkers that you can get along with um, and obviously, like, share common goals. But, like, this is just one of those occasions where they just – didn't reconcile but they were amicable and I think mm. that's probably like that was probably like the next best thing if they if they couldn't or didn't want to solve their issue then at least they were just willing to be respectable about it mm. um, there have been times when I was a manager you know um, and I had to have a lot of heart-to-heart talks with uh, staff um, and, and like I'm a very non-confrontational person, and it was always hard to be the first one to kind of put your foot forward and just be like, hey, like, I I feel this animosity, you know, like, talk to me, like, what's going on? And um, there, was, there was one incident I can remember when I was a manager, and I was like really young. I was like 23, 24 at the time. And everyone else that I managed was way like not not like way older than me, but obviously had a lot more ex- years of experience in the industry. So it was always kind of be kind of like an uphill battle for me. And so I, my my goal then was to really work hard and be with them in the trenches um, to show that I'm that I'm present and available, that they could count on me. Um, but just like one of these days, like I remember, I remember during service. Um, uh, a mistake had happened and I very just instantly asked oh like what happened and um my uh my server just kind of like blew up at me like um she was like I'm like I'm gonna handle it like you don't need to worry about it and I go whoa like uh, I like put my, I was like whoa I was like I was not expecting that and so kind of after that incident I like had um some other servers um watch her section and i pulled her aside and i'm like hey like like did i do something wrong um like what did i do to upset you and get that reaction i was just genuinely curious about um what the issue was because like th- like having a glass come back you know like there's some reason for it and like as a manager like i need to know what it is i need to comp off right mm-hmm. like if the guests didn't like it fine like that's all i need to know
1: it's hard to not take those things personally. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I and I certainly tried to relay the message that you know, I wasn't blaming her, right? I was just more so trying to fi- like find out like w- what the story was. Um, and then she kind of expressed to me how like, um, she expressed to me that it felt like my line of questioning was like very assertive and mm. almost like blaming. Uh, it sounded like she was I was like blaming her and I was like no I was like like, I'm sorry if that came out that way like that's not what I want to do like like I'm trying to help you uh um with with everything that I can but also too you know it's like it's my job to know like what was sent back you know so trying to establish that I was you know only trying to do my job and also try to be helpful. was something that just needed like just needed to be openly said no matter how simple it was. Mm -hmm. Like you just can't take these little things for granted. You know, um, over communication is probably the best form of communication.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: But there's just things like, um, there's this thing that I've learned, uh, recently, you know, it's just about being open-handed, you know, you want to approach everybody with kind of, uh, open-handed hospitality um, I don't want to ever assume the worst. And I'm just there to be like, hey, like what happened? And wh- what can I do for you? How can I help you? Mm-hmm. And you just really want to be understanding and be supportive.
1: That's great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Hebert. It was really a pleasure to talk to you about all these things.
0: Oh, oh my goodness. You know, this, this has been super fun.
1: That was Hubert Tang. It's very useful to compartmentalize when you're on the floor of your bar or restaurant. When you're interacting with customers, try to be present. You can deal with whatever else is going on when you're not interacting with your guests. It will make your life easier and their experience much better. That's all for this week, but stay tuned for more. Don't forget to check us out online at your86.com. That's Y-O-U-R-E 86.com. While you're there, be sure to hop on our mailing list. I send out a newsletter about once a month, and it's a great way to catch up on anything you missed. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll see you next time.